In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to another episode of St. Joseph's Chamber. And we're looking at the glory of Mary. And I will launch straight in with another dogma of the Catholic Church. Mary's ever virginity. This is an unquestioned dogma of the Catholic Church. Mary is the Holy Virgin. She always was a virgin. When she conceived her son, she was still a virgin. When she was giving birth to her son, our God, the infinite and all miraculous one, she remained a virgin. And after she brought Christ forth, Savior of the world, she remained a virgin. She uh, never engaged in sexual relations. She was totally and utterly consecrated to God. She calls herself the handmaid of the Lord. And the angel Gabriel comes to her and says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Full of grace. The church has understood that to be a reference to Mary's immaculate conception and utter sinlessness. Right from the beginning of her existence, conceived without sin. And the angel came and called her full of grace because she had no sin at all, no stain whatsoever. And linked to that was her entire consecration to God. She is the ever virgin. She is the holy virgin. And as somebody utterly and totally consecrated to God, therefore <laughs> the angel called her full of grace and Mary called herself the handmaid of the Lord. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be unto me as uh, you will. She was completely and utterly taken up with divine providence, completely and utterly taken up with the will of God, whatever that meant for her. And uh, this, the, the church has held this conviction uh, for, well, it, it sort of came into um, the dogmatic and, or the, the official stance of the church and the dogmatic around about the 5th and 6th centuries. Um, but this has been in the heart and soul of the church, obviously, since, uh, since her beginning. So... Uh, Mary is one we look to as a person totally consecrated to God. And this beautiful doctrine of her ever virginity uh, tells us of this, that she was consecrated and devoted to nobody else except God and, uh, and God's son, who was her very own son as well because conceived in her womb 
by the power of the Holy Spirit was uh, God the Word, the infinite and eternal Son of God. And she became the true mother of God. So Mary's whole life and existence, right from the right from all eternity, <laughs> and, and from the beginning of her existence in time, uh, and, and forever and ever, Mary's entire purpose and existence is entirely wrapped up with God and God's Son, the Son of God. She had no other children, as uh, evident by um, this doctrine that she's ever virgin, her ever virginity. She had, had, had never had any sexual relations with Joseph. They lived a completely celibate life together. And she never had any other children. Again, that tells us that she was totally and utterly devoted to her one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Well, one particular scriptural passage which is rather helpful in this regard, we have referenced it already in the previous episode, is John 19 verses 25 to 27 where our Lord is dying on the cross and before him at the foot of the cross is his precious mother, his infinitely precious mother and Saint John the Apostle, the one whom Jesus loved. The, these are the two most precious people in the life, uh, the incarnate life of our Lord Jesus, the disciple whom he loved and his own dear mother, the one who knew him better than anybody else. And Jesus turns to Mary and says, woman, behold your son, meaning St. John. And he turns to St. John and says, son, behold your mother. Jesus entrusts John to Mary so that she would become John's own mother. And in John, Mary is the mother of all believers because John is the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was a disciple, a very beloved disciple of Jesus. But in giving John to Mary, Jesus gives all disciples to Mary so that Mary is the mother of all his disciples. Mary is the mother of all believers. Mary is the mother of the church. And we see here also in this instance that had Mary had any other children, there is no way that Jesus would have offered her to John so that John should take care of her um, for the rest of her life on earth. Because that's what happened. Uh, when Jesus said, Son, behold your mother, we then read in the same passage that from that moment on, this disciple took Mary in and uh, she lived with him and um, lived with John for the, and he took care of her for the, uh, the rest of um, her life on earth. And had she had any children, uh, certainly Jesus would have, it would have been absolutely fitting that Jesus offer Mary to 
uh, well, well that the, the next eldest son of Mary would have taken over to look after her, but of course she had no other children. She was, uh, apart from her dear son, dear son of God, who was dying on the cross before her, this was her own one and only child. This, this was ever, her whole life and soul, everything was wrapped up in him. This was, this was the moment where the sword pierced her heart, as we read in Luke's Gospel. The prophecy is given, uh, Simeon gives to Mary a prophecy when, um, shortly after Jesus is born, uh, they take him to the temple and Simeon says to Mary, a sword will pierce your soul. A sword will pierce your heart, because you you are going to be you are going to you are going to have to watch your one and only dear dear son uh, die on the cross and be crucified. And so um, um, we we can see here that that this precious connection that they have together, uh, Mary and her son. Jesus, who is God's son, uh, and it's it's worth remembering as well that uh, Jesus Christ is as much the son of Mary as he is the son of God. He is Jesus is the son of Mary in a different sense to how he is the son of God. He is the eternal Son of God, born in eternity by God the Father. He is in. He is the the Son of Mary. Uh, in time, in time, and uh, according to the flesh, and according to his his human and incarnate existence. But still. Uh, there is no difference here in quantity. Jesus Christ is as much the son and child of Mary as he is the inf- uh, the eternal son and child of God. And we can say also likewise that Mary is as much the mother of God as as God is. The Father of God, the Father of the Son. Uh, so, anyway, uh, that is Mary's ever virginity, and uh, next time we will look at the last of the Catholic dogmas and um, the last of the glories of Mary. Thank you. God bless.